What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. We are in a building. I am Cowboy. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What it do, KC? Lee 86 in the flesh. What's going on, sports heads? DB1492 here. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here go one of our iconic segments on this show. It's been here with us from the beginning. We ain't had one of these in a while. I ain't going to say that this is going to be a comical one because it really ain't funny, but it's just like the dude just totally dropped the ball. And the stupid bitch of the week is Dwayne Haskins getting exited off the lot of the Washington football team. Now, it's also some battles going on with this release of the young quarterback, which is only 23. He has some money tied up still with the Washington football team. And let me just read this quick little paragraph on what he's still owed and what he's trying to uh, acquire from the Washington football team. The first question becomes whether the team even cares to try it. It may view Haskins fully guaranteed 2021-22 salaries, which exceeds $4.2 million combined as a sunk cost and not even bother to attempt to avoid the cash and cap obligations. So they like, we just want to get rid of this guy. The team also could play hardball and based on the language of the Hassan's contract, uh, okay, there are reasons to think that the franchise could have a case to avoid paying Hackens more than 10 million. He's already received under the four year, $14.4 million deal. He signed as the 15th pick in the 2019 draft. Okay. So as we know, he got exited off the lot. And he still owed some money that he feels that the football team should still pay him. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, it's just like I was telling you the other day. I said, fuck you, Lee. Damn, God. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's, let me get them back in here, sports head. Sorry about that. Let me get them back. But go ahead and drop yours, uh, Beach, while I'm getting Lee back. Okay. Um, to me, I just think it depends on how the contract is written and if it's guaranteed or not, because NFL contracts are not guaranteed. So it just depends on, I mean, I kind of heard what you said, but um, to me, if he's not owed the money or whatnot, I mean, if it's not, if that part of the contract's not guaranteed, then he shouldn't get that money. I guess if it is within the contract, I guess. Um, I mean, that's what's in the contract, so I guess you could pay him, but whatever. Well, it, in the contract, he said that it was guaranteed. But they're, uh, they're fighting it. But go ahead, Lee. Sorry that you got cut off. Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was just like I was telling you the all the other day with this uh Dwayne Haskins whole fiasco. You know, um it's unfortunate, but it's kind of a domino effect. This is a team still battling um to make the playoffs, can still make it. Um, you know, Alex Smith came in and took that team to a whole different level when he became the quarterback. And, I mean, he didn't play necessarily good, you know, <laughs> this past weekend, you know. Um, yeah, they said it, three picks. It's just – I was just going to say, it was just kind of like I was telling you. I think they would have got rid of him once the whole once the whole strip club thing went down or whatever, but they didn't know – the availability of Alex Smith. And that's why I felt that they went ahead and rolled with him an extra week. Now, as far as the money and things of that nature, I don't think I don't think it's gonna pan out how how Dwayne is asking. But like I said, it's a domino effect, man. Um Alex Smith, you know, he he's probably gonna be back for this week. And they just looked at it like, hey, we might as well let Demarcus Russell 2.0 start on up off the line. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much how it was. He was exited off the lot. Uh, 
as quick, fast, in a hurry as they uh, ever could get him off the lot. But uh, like I said, he's trying to fight for the $4.2 million that's due to him. Honestly, I don't think he deserves it. And I'm going to tell you here's why. Last night I was talking to Beast about it. And I believe I, I talked to you too, Lee, last night, didn't I? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, like this – I at first I thought it was like, man, oh, well, man, he, he wasted his opportunity. And I thought about it. Like, man, this dude, he's 23 years old. You're in a position that guys were killed for. Like I said, you can just pay me to stand on the sideline. And for you to have this opportunity to head a franchise, to be that guy, and you just totally did not take advantage of the opportunity and the God-given ability that God gave you in this position that he put you in, you just batted the eye at it and just said, eh. I mean, I just don't agree with that, dog. Like, what, what are you thinking? I know, I mean – you, you're young. I get that. And he, he he made a statement saying that he apologized. He wasn't ready. He wasn't uh, mentally prepared. He was still in a kid's mindset. And I understand that you're 23. You're not fully gone, grown, and you still may have kid ways. I get that. But this is it's a business, and this is your livelihood. This is how you support your family. Just like how we go to work nine to five. This is how we support our family. So if you're able to do it in a more broader way than any of us could, and you totally dropped the ball. I take it back to when he got drafted. I remember it. Maybe he was pissed because he went 15th, but a good reason. You should have went uh, down lower than that because you didn't produce. And given the opportunities that, uh, that Washington gave you, I think Ron Riviera really didn't want you anyway. But the opportunities that they gave you, you didn't capitalize on when you got drafted that night, you seemed like you really didn't give a shit. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just want to chime in real quick. Are you done? Not to be rude. No, nah, nah, feel free to chime in. I, ain't gonna, I don't want to take all the meat, but I'm just upset with this guy. Um, I was listening to the Pat McAfee uh, podcast today, and they were talking about this, and they were saying that uh, the previous regime, like Jay Gruden, and I guess the GM before that uh, or something, there was a disconnect there because they couldn't agree because there was rumors about Haskin not even caring about football, that he was selfish. Um, Ohio, they said that Ohio State pretty much kissed his ass and he didn't really have to do anything. Um, he was pretty much a five-star recruit coming out of high school. And I guess in high school, they baby his, they baby his ass there, too. So, um, I mean, this is big leagues. I mean, I know it's not baseball, but it's the NFL, so it's the cream of the crop. Like, you don't have to work and put in some effort. And they was just saying, talking about his football career, he ain't even into football like that. He's all about him. Yeah. He's all about he's all about what? Himself. Okay. Yeah, and that's and why. So, he just went to the strip club without a damn mask on. And you you got to play that week. Yeah, that's why I called him Jamarcus Russell 2.0 because <laughs> he's not showing the the foundation that he needed to show so early in his NFL career to show that he could be successful at being an NFL quarterback in this league. Um, like I said, what really has hurt him is that Washington has a guy like Alex Smith who they know is a known winner and has proven on the field to be a known winner. This dude is about to have this team likely in the playoffs and after a horrific episode with him. And that's what I just think led to the demise of Haskins, having a guy like Alex Smith who has the credentials and has the smarts and has that veteranism, you know, that that didn't work in his favor, having Alex Smith, you know, coming in and show that organization what he has showed thus far. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that, uh, Lee. I think Wayne Haskins himself has put himself in this situation. Because, like, right. like, from what I heard in that damn podcast, like – like you said, Jamarcus Russell 2.0 doesn't, you know, he's he's not the first guy in the building. He's not the last one in the league. He's not, you know what I mean? And 
He's just yeah, not no, about I, it. I wasn't. So I don't think that has anything to do with Alex Smith doing there. I think that would have been the case if Alex Smith was there or not. No, I'm if saying he's acting that, like that. that. I'm saying that's that's what it has led to. Now I'm just speaking the the facts behind it. Yeah, he, he he's done some things. He's done some things within his own skin that has led him here. Don't get me wrong. That's why I labeled him Jamarcus Russell 2.0. So I'm I'm saying that it's a lot that he has. It, it's a lot due to him how he has carried himself, and like Cal said, how he said he was young and you know had a young mentality being in the NFL. So it's all those things mixed in your pot. And uh, I caught a clip on uh, YouTube earlier with Booger McFarlane Farland just going off about this kid, man. Uh, I mean, he was just saying, like, you know, how some of these black NFL players, which is 75% of the NFL, if not more, uh, don't take care of the opportunities that are presented to them. And this is a prime example, dude. You are the head of the snake. They cut you off nothing else functions. And you totally dropped the ball. I don't know what your issue was. You he's like, you, you wasn't you wasn't reading playbooks. You wasn't getting work out on the field. You wasn't working to be a pro. And that just pisses me off, man. You presented this opportunity, man. There's only so many people that gets this opportunity. Yeah, and he and he's the reason why picked it away. He's the reason why Washington lost this game this past weekend. Yeah, they were still in the game. It went it, it went south early. You know, Carolina got up on them earlier, but you know, this dude threw three interceptions. Like. You know, you took away. Yeah, those, he ain't putting the work in. You, you, you take away those turnovers. Washington probably wins that game. So with him pulling his little antics, going outside of the team protocol with the COVID and everything of that nature, then him having a piss poor performance like that and ultimately costing them the game while they're in the middle of playoff contention, it was just the writing was all on the wall. And then after that, just throwing a bitch fit after you get benched and secluding yourself from the rest of the team while they're still trying to win the damn game. And I know he at home punching the air like Trey's my boys in the hood right now. But you fucked up, buddy. And I hope and I, I would like to see you get another chance because you're a young bull. I would like to see you get another chance. But will the opportunity be presented to him again? I highly doubt he's going to so we, he's gonna have to take the high was, road, man. He's if he does get to another team or on somebody else's organization, he'd be the bottom of the bottom, like the third tier quarterback or something like that. He ain't looking at no he ain't ain't no organization looking at Dwayne Hassis to come in and lead that organization as a starting quarterback. No means, buddy. He's going to have to stump through the moss pit with tall boots on. Yep. He's going to go to the XFL, buddy. Shit, he's going to have to go to the semi-pro league. He's going to have to go to the arena football league. (laughs) He's going to have to be a goddamn janitor at the stadium. They just see him tossing the ball around and get his opportunity. Uh, I I was just going to say, we're on quarterbacks. And just looking at the game last night, and I know we're sticking with NFL talk, you know, with Dwayne Haskins, but just looking at Cam Newton, what he went through last night, he was benched third quarter for uh, Stidham. That's my question. Does Cam Newton ever really be a true starting quarterback in this league again? Only if he gets on the team, he's somebody's backup, and that starter gets an injury, man, and he's and they got to throw him out there. Yeah, I think the, the ship may have sailed on Cam, which I hate to say that, man, because I'm a big fan of Cam and what he accomplished down there in Carolina. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, but, you know, the way he was thrown into this whole uh, New England situation, uh, he wasn't able to get his prep his reps in as 
the quarterback of that franchise. I will say it is some negatives to it on how the deal went down and how it was handled. Uh, but maybe he can get into a better system. Uh, maybe him and Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick doesn't connect. I don't know. But uh, he did look terrible. Uh, he's been he looking nobody to uh, He ain't got nobody to throw to. So when you ain't got nobody to throw to, you would look terrible. So that's one good reason. Uh, so as for him not being a starter somewhere else, Lee, I'm not sure. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's go ahead. That's what I was just gonna kind of say. I, me personally, I don't see him going in and being being looked at to lead a franchise or organization. Um, it, it's going to have to be a backup role. He's going to have to accept that, and he's going to have to know that <laughs> because you can see the hurt and you can see the anger on his face when he when Bill Belichick pulled him from that game. Oh, yeah, you could see it while he was sitting on the sideline. And I know it's the writing on the wall that his time is over in New England, but it's just kind of – yeah, like you guys said, man, he does not have no weapons – in New England, it was kind of you know a, a shit storm type of type of situation he was going into. He only had Edelman, and Edelman has not been healthy all year. But you know, it is what it is. It's, it's just unfortunate for Cam. But you know, that's what happens in this league. You know, um, but yeah, I don't see him going nowhere and doing you know doing nothing for no organization as a starter. By no means, you know, it's just troubling. The the you know, it's just crazy that the New England Patriots won all them championships. The last Pro Bowl wide receiver that they had on their team was a guy who they drafted by the name of Terry Green, and that was way back in like ninety seven, ninety eight, or something like that. The Patriots have not had a true All Pro receiver on their roster. Yeah, that little that one year Randy Moss, you know, was with them, but it's just crazy that they had that much success without, you know, without a true legitimate big name receiver. So it's just crazy. But I think Cam's time is over as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so as well. Like I said, he didn't have nobody to throw to. And uh there will be some QB vacancies with other franchises. So time will tell with Cam. But uh that's moving along. Any other NFL news, fellas, or anything like that? I mean, it's true. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, nothing. I was just going to say that, yeah, with uh, with Jared Goff, you know, he had had emergency surgery the other day, you know, or yesterday. So, uh, he, it's looking like they're saying if they do make the playoffs with the Rams, he'll probably be back. But they don't know. So, it's just like that game coming up between the Rams and Arizona, you may have two unknown quarterbacks going at it because Kyler Murray is not healthy neither with a leg injury. So that's something to kind of keep on. That's the only NFL tidbits that I have, really. Only thing I was just going to add, it's real just short and sweet. Um, And I think we already kind of know that uh, with the new CBA. But, uh, you know, next year uh, you're going to – 17-game schedule, and that's going to account for what they say, what, $100 billion with a B over the next 10 years? So, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. All right, so we'll be moving to 17 games, which we all kind of knew that. But uh, thanks for that uh, information, guys. And let's go on to the recap of the Chiefs. Now, this game was way more closer than it should have been, fellas. And I think we all know this. The Chiefs was able to uh, take out the Falcons 17 to 14 at Arrowhead. And I got a couple of little stats to go into, fellas, and we're going to dive into it like a powder rotel or some vegan rotel. Yeah, buddy. All right. For all my vegan sports heads out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go, fellas. Pat Mahomes went for 24 of 44, 278 yards, two TDs, one INT. And I don't know who the fuck Sammy – well, what Sammy was doing, but why the hell was Pat being a Robert Stever? I don't know, but he went 0 of 1. 
for one stupid ass INT. Uh, Mr. Williams went for 10 carries, 46 yards. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to have to get them back onto this over and under after we do our recap. Let me discuss about Le'Veon on his numbers. But he went for seven, at the seven carries for 30 yards. Pat ran it three times for 21 yards. Uh, Kelsey, the big dog, Mr. Reliable, seven receptions, 98 yards, one TD. Uh, T. Hill went for uh, four receptions, 65 yards. D. Rob, 29 yards and one TD. And in the tackling department, Willie Gay Jr. went for seven tackles, two assisted tackles, was our top tackler. And Mr. Dirty Dan, Mr. Get It Done, had seven tackles also behind him. She's also acquired four uh, sacks. Sneed, Clark, Okafor, and Clark and Jones. Actually, that's uh, six sacks, I believe. Oh, they have four. Yeah, okay, my bad. Yeah, that's four. Okay, my bad. One overlapped. So we have four sacks. So the defense looked pretty good. No INTs in the set in the defense department. But like I said, this game was way more closer than what it should have been, fellas. So what are your thoughts on this very slim, narrow victory that the Chiefs snuck out of Arrowhead with Sunday? Um, going in, leading up to this game, you know, um, I said it, you know, in the preview. Atlanta is not a team to be messed around with, you know. They had lost a lot of lost a lot of games by you know single digits, a lot of games that they should have won. Had big leads in a lot of games and just faltered them. Um, I have a lot of respect for Matt Ryan, you know, um, the old Wally vet. You know, I I just I had a feeling it was going to kind of be close. You know, um, Atlanta's been doing that. The prior week before, they were up seventeen points on Tampa Bay. Should have beat Tampa Bay. So they're a good team. You know, they play well in spurts as they showed Sunday at Arrowhead. Um, for our Chiefs, offensively, <laughs> I'm going to start there. Um, for whatever reason, whatever it was, guys not getting open or, you know, Pat Mahomes being injured, not being 100% because he took a lot of jaw-dropping hits the prior week against New Orleans in a very physical matchup. But like I said, for whatever reason, receivers weren't getting open. Pat just being off from what i seen, you know, offensively. Pat was not Pat until the final drive of the game in my eyes. And you could say he was Pat, you know, in that drive lead, you know, to going into half to tie it up at 7-7. Seven to seven. He was really only Pat. Two, two drives in that game. Um, he was off a lot, you know, um, whatever. Like I said, it is what it is. Uh, I was happy to see Darrell Williams run the ball real tough and um, get some real nice yardage, you know. Um, that was real nice to see Darrell step in and do that, you know. Um, like we had talked about, we didn't know who was going to get the bulk of the carries, whether it was going to be Darrell or Le'Veon. It turned out to be Darrell. So that was good to see. But, you know, um, that's what I have for the offense. We did what we had to do. Um, Pat Pat threw that touchdown to D-Rob to go up 17 to 14. It was also clutch. He had to be Pat on that drive. If he's not Pat on that drive, we're sitting here saying, damn, we lost the game to the to the feisty Falcons. But offensively, we did what we had to do. You just want to see them, you know, on, on that on that play you're talking about with uh with Sammy Watkins, you know, leaving Pat as a receiver. Um, yeah, you don't want to see that. You don't want to get cute in those situations. In that drive, they picked up a nice fourth and one before that. And on that second, when they tried to get too cute, it's like stick with what you know, do something like you just did on fourth and one in that drive. Darrell Williams picked up like 15 yards right up the middle. It's like be aggressive. Don't get too cute. You know, I'm really starting to wonder on that play, like, I, you know, Sammy Watkins is a receiver. Yeah, we get that. He's not a quarterback. But Darrell Williams was wide open in the middle of the field. And if you're going to throw that ball, I would at least throw it to Darrell Williams because he was wide open, no one around him. 
But offensively, did what we had to do. You want to see them be clicking on all cylinders, especially with the playoffs coming. You don't want to be asleep like that. But Pat had a horrible game in my eyes. But he showed why he's a champion and showed why he's the best in this league. That's my take offensively and my recap for that game Sunday. That's just for the offense. Oh, well, like I said, uh, 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 Beast, if Sammy Watkins was supposed to, if this is a program design, special design play, he should have had the option to make a second look. Because, like you said, he was wide open. And the play design was to go to Pat. Uh, Why? I don't fucking know. Because he (laughs) clearly is not a fucking wide receiver. And he showed that. And, uh, right. Yeah, so and if you're gonna want to get cute like that, he needs to have a, a second look, mm-hmm. second option in that situation because that was stupid as fuck to throw the ball cross field to a quarterback who couldn't even get off the ground to catch the ball. <laughs> the dude was on his ass like a cheap suit. That was just yeah. dumb as fuck. But yeah, ahead, buddy, they uh, the way they drew it up all week and they scouted it up all week, buddy. Pat was all by himself, buddy. Yeah, you know this. <laughs> that's what they thought. You right. <laughs> <He was gonna laughs> be. Fuck no, nah, this is live game, buddy. They don't follow this dude. Yeah, they could, they could, they could go ahead and uh, take that page out of take that page play out of the playbook. Throw that shit in the trash. Use that to rest your burger and top <laughs> on Andy. Don't use that play ever again. Right. All right. So let's talk about if you catch up off it. The offense, um, and speaking of that play and the situation that you said that, we're on the 40-something. To be honest with you, man, I don't think they took this game seriously on the, on the offensive side of the ball. I really mm-hmm. don't. I, I mean, I think it was a, as vanilla of a game plan as you could you can throw out there, in my opinion. Um and I just, I like I said, there's other, uh, you know, I listened to uh, Sam Maliger of the uh, Kansas City Star and Nate Taylor of the uh, Athletic that covers the Chiefs, and they were at the game, and they were looking at it from the press box. And, yeah, and they were talking about how vanilla the play calling was and how um, it was kind of like that three-by-one in some instances, and they were just running those. Kind of not necessarily routes, but just run into spaces again. So, um, yeah, I don't, to me, I don't think they took this game serious. Uh, I guess they thought since um, the Atlanta Falcons were pretty much uh, last in the league in passing that they would be able to, um, you know, throw over their heads. And pretty much Atlanta said, fuck you. We're going to play deep zones and play pretty much like a prevent defense. For sure, I asked to fucking work underneath and work for this shit. Okay. So, um, um, I guess my other concern from this game is just um, the office line. Um, it's just Andrew Wiley, that interior of that office line, even though they were, I didn't understand that they was, what's that dude's name that kept getting back there? I don't, I forgot his name. I know he's like a good uh, rusher, though, but I don't understand why you're not double teaming his ass. You just leave him one on one. His name, um, Grady. Grady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Like, why are you not doubling that guy? Uh, he's a pro bowler. Yeah, double his ass. Don't leave him one on one, especially with your wicked sling and Andrew death. Wiley. And, and that's another he thing. Speaking of that, why the fuck ain't Wisniewski out there? He played last game. Why the fuck he ain't out there this this past? Game? Right. I, I, I don't know. It's just some of the stuff I, I don't get. And like you said, uh, Lee, Pat was off. Um, and I guess I guess if you put some bad tape out there, I guess uh, he has some stuff he can work on. Uh, he could probably you know get his base under him a little bit more and stop trying to throw it all arm and, you know, at least, you know, drive off his legs a little bit and have him underneath him instead of being flat-footed. I know his uh, footwork isn't the best, but, you know, um, he's able to make it work with his uh, baseball background. But um, as far as the offense, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Um, 
You know, I mean, we were, I mean, when we did run it, besides if you uh, stop doing those stupid ass option plays sometimes and getting, um, getting tackled for loss, but we were pretty much, uh, you know, getting good games when we ran the ball. I didn't understand why we just kept running those fucking um, so-called routes where you run into spaces and going deep and, and not uh not trying to work more underneath when you see that they're clearly taking away uh you know the deep ball. So I don't know. Hopefully uh in the playoffs we'll get we'll get a game plan like we did when we played the Ravens and the Bills and and hopefully they can turn it on. Because if not, they're gonna be sitting at home like we are and we're gonna be watching it together. And um one one one, one, one thing for I swing it to you, Lee, uh, Lee, because mine's is very short and sweet. The Chiefs' offense is like was like a a McDonald's double quarter pounder. <laughs> you go get the double. Of course, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't. For people to eat McDonald's, I don't eat it. You know, I I mean, it really bothers my stomach, and I'm gonna explain to you why. The Chiefs' offense is like a double quarter pounder last Sunday. You go get it. Eat it up, you know, and ten minutes later, you're on the toilet with explosive diarrhea, like that guy off of uh, Dumb and Dumber. That's how the offense was Sunday. It was shit. They didn't take them serious, and I agree with uh, Beats on that. It was right after the holiday, and I knew they were gonna come out stale. They were stale like a bag of funyuns, and it seemed like they they were toying with Atlanta. Like they didn't take them serious. They didn't respect their grind. But they're an NFL football team. They get paid like you do. They put on their uniform and cleats just like you do. Yeah, they're down at the dumps. But they're not going to allow you to embarrass them. They're going to play ball. They're a team with pride. And y'all didn't take them serious. And if y'all going to be this way going into the playoffs, and I guess we're going to rest starters, I'm not sure. I think I heard that from one of you guys last night, which I don't agree with. You're going to have rest for three weeks. And this is the last statement game that you got for the season? I don't agree with it. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you want to see them run the ball more. You know, like I said, man, on that on that play that they ran, don't do that. Y'all just ran it down their throats on fourth and two or fourth and one with Darrell. Stick to that. Make them stop that <laughs> before you go trying to do all that. You know, what I seen from Pat as well in this game, Pat was looking for the home run, mm-hmm. the, big, the big hump too much. Man, don't you don't have to get the big play every time, Pat. Check it down. Go go up, go go over the middle. Some quick slants. See, you know, it's back to that talk again where we kind of want to see the offense do that. You know how they were doing against Baltimore, how they were doing against New Orleans and Buffalo. You know, hit take what they give you. Run stuff over the middle, slants, things of that nature. Stop running to spots, you know, and that's what I've seen a lot of. It was just Pat was just trying to do too much, not just Pat, but everybody. Receivers was trying to take the top off. Like you said, it's like they was disrespecting Atlanta, like, oh, we know y'all the 32-ranked passing defense. So we go get we go get whatever we, we want to off on you, but – it didn't work like that. There's too much parity in this league. Like I say again, Atlanta is not being a team that has been laying down for nobody. Atlanta has been scratching and clawing this whole season. And best believe if Julio Jones was healthy for a lot of these ball games, I think Atlanta would be right in the thick of some stuff. That's what I think has killed them this year is Julio Jones has not been healthy. But that's just another day. Guess what, fella? But this defense. I was Go just going to say, since, what's his name? Raheem Morris is now the uh, head coach of the Falcons. Guess who was calling the play for the uh, for the defense on uh, on Sunday for the Falcons? Oh, good old that? Bobby Sutton, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was. I for, yeah, I forgot they mentioned he was uh, defensive coordinator. <laughs> okay. So that makes sense. <laughs> You know you wanted to stick it. Yeah, in. You know you wanted to stick it to Andy and the Chiefs. Yeah, Lee, they, sure? yeah, they I don't think 
I don't think Sutton is their DC. He's, That's, it's somebody no, he, else. It's it's because remember they fired Dan Quinn and Raheem uh, Morris is now the head coach. He was the defensive coordinator. Bob Sutton was as far as like an assistant, like advisor. Since he went to the since that defensive coordinator went to the head coaching uh, position. Bob Sutton is now calling some, uh, you know, call, making some of those calls. Yeah, yeah he's there. Uh, let me see. I'm going to Google it right now. What's his position? It sounds like a senior uh, advisor, but they were saying that he was calling the plays. He would uh, assist Dan Quinn with game management and strategy. So he's more like, like an a, advisor. Uh, Advisor, yeah. that, nigga, that nigga looking yeah, at he's, he's like, looking, he helping him. Shit. Yeah, he helping like, in that game. No, no, no shit. Yeah, he definitely helping. We shit. Yeah. His role, his role is kind of like how Brad Childress was for the Chiefs for a year or two, where he was like the coordinator of play call designs. It was a certain he wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he came in and could give his little spiel every now and then. Yeah. So Bob Sutton is kind of like what, what Brad Childress was for the I'll Chiefs tell you this, league shit. That nigga gave a whole spiel on fucking Sunday, okay? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. His hands was definitely in the cookie jar on that game. Yeah, okay, and I like that little tidbit. It makes sense. You have to – I mean, ooh, with the Chiefs just being off or whatever – you know, and then you add that in there, you know, and then you add in Atlanta ain't been laying down for nobody. It all makes sense. I kept saying we better not overlook them, but you know, just moving it on along, man. In the recap, um, I'm gonna just give a shout out to this defense, man, because the defense was let's clear. Let's put that out there. The Atlanta Falcons could have really put up points in this game, but sack nation, how Kyle mentioned earlier. All four of these guys getting in on the sack. Snead got another one, you know, had four to five sacks, you know. This defense, like I said last time, last week, is blood in the water to this defense. Sack Nation has been coming around, and I even tweeted out or, or sent the text out. This defense has been playing different ever since Jarius has been back in the line. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. That's just what I've seen. This defense has just been playing with a bounce and they step and they've been putting on. So I had to give credit when credit is due. You know, you put put 10 QB hits on Matt Fight along with those sacks. Like I said, against, against Drew Brees, if you get in QB hits and sacks, you, those hits are just like sacks to me because you're affecting – the trajectory of the ball, the timing, all that good stuff. So a shout out to this defense, man. You know, um, they did what they had to do. I go back to what Pat threw the interception in the red zone. This defense came right back on the field like some loud rabbits. And they got a three and out so quick. And you could tell they did it in angry fashion. You know, causing a turnover. Willie Gay, it's good to see him get some game out there. Yeah, he had a little bit more game because being Neiman went down with a hamstring injury. So, but it was good to see uh, your two rookies uh, pretty much create the play of the game, the turnover, you know, with LeGarrius Sneed and Willie Gay. You know, that was big at that moment. You know, so I just wanted to give a shout out to this because they won the game. Um, they pushed us to the 14th win of the season, first time in franchise history. Um, the defense just has to keep playing like this. They really, really do, especially if the offense is going to be, you know, come out to late, come out to both starts. Because it's not new to us. All three of the games last year, on the way to the Super Bowl, we started out slow, down 24 to nothing, down 10 to nothing, you know, uh, down 10 points in the Super Bowl. So, for whatever reason, the offense gets started slow and it's the defense having to keep this team around. You want to see that reverse, but that's my spill on the defense. I have nothing bad to say about the defense at all. They put on and they won that game for Sunday. Yeah, I give kudos to the defense, especially being down your two-star linebackers and then your backup linebacker that um, gets the green dot that caused 
it gets the calls in and it gets everybody lined up and goes down as well. So I, I definitely give them a uh, kudos. Um, the front four, uh, getting sacks, at least three of them, and then with that creative blitz, um, Snead coming through again. Um, so um, just short and sweet. They kept us in the game. I like what they're doing over there. Um, they're playing spirited. I, I would think that would, um, you know, increase as we move forward uh, within the playoffs and we maybe get back, uh, you know, uh, Hitches and Wilson. But we'll see. Um, so uh, that's all I got to say on the defense. They won the game pretty much, holding them to 14 points because it could, it should have been more. And the nutshell, how the offense was going, going out there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, hats off to the Chiefs defense. They definitely kept us in the game. They're one of the reasons why we won the game. Uh, the, the defense is coming along like how they did last year, which is good. We kind of been on their ass a little bit this year, but uh, as Tawai Matthews say, they're chopping wood and carrying water. They're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, and as he said on his uh, Twitter, and I was talking about, talking about it with Beast last night, he says, as I look into the eyes of my teammates and feel like we haven't done enough, looking for improvement, only looking forward to playing one game at a time, trying to be the best we can every time. It takes everyone, including people you least expect. You know, they just grinding, man. They're grinding it out. And this dude is the leader on this Chiefs defense, man. He's one of my favorite guys on this Chiefs defense because we always said we needed a guy that's on the field chopping at the bits, talking, and he's that guy next to Frank Clark. So pass off to the Chiefs defense, which is a Super Bowl caliber defense. They definitely saved us at Arrowhead this past. And I'll just say one more thing. Yes, they are doing more than a fuck enough. The money, like I've been saying all year, the money's on the other side of the ball. They need to step the fuck up. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And they owe they owe the defense. How they started last year's playoff run, like I just mentioned. All three games, including the Super Bowl. You're down double digits. It has to be reversed. The defense needs to be able to sit back. You know, you want to see both of them clicking at the same time. You really, really do. But, you know, the offense got to get things going. And, and, and they showed us, you know, in, in a lot of games this year. And that that's just kind of like how, you know, how they were saying during the halftime show of that game on Fox. <coughs> and uh, Howie Long was saying, you know, this team, the Chiefs know that they can turn it on at any time. And that's what I think kind of hurts the Chiefs offense is that they know that they can turn it on at any time. But it comes a time where competition is going to get tighter, coverages are going to get tighter, and the magnitude of these games are going to get a lot tighter. So you want to see both of these units clicking on all cylinders together at the same time. Offense got to step it up 100%. But real quick, shout out to the special teams real quick. Tommy T coming through clutch, uh, pinning him down inside the 10 a couple more times. You know, it was just one that was just a beauty where the ball just pretty much bounced up in the air at the five-yard line, let the guys come down and get up under it, pin them down, you know, Um so, shouts out to the special team, uh, Harrison Bucker, for ultimately making a real critical, critical 54-yarder in that Arrowhead win in late December. Oh, that was clutch to go up 10-7. You know, uh, shots out to K-Pass for, I say it again, getting a hand on that attempted kick to tie the game with nine seconds left. I do think he changed the trajectory of that ball. And, you know, it's just – it was just good. The special teams did what they had to do. I just wanted to throw that out there, man, to get this done. Special teams was good right. as well. Hey, I want to go back to something, Lee, if y'all don't mind. Just real quick. You was a, you were saying that uh, Howie oh, yeah. Long said during the halftime show that they know that they can turn it on at any moment. Um, I just want to equate yeah. it to a yeah. basketball team, maybe like the, you know, the 18 uh, Warriors whatnot. Or, you know, just one of those teams that you it's more of a shooting team. And what happened if you ain't what happened if you can't turn it on? You you keep shooting, but you 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 just keep on making bricks. 
I know I'm thinking. I know I'm talking to hypotheticals right. here because we have failed to see it yet. But no, that's, that, that's a good. That's a good analogy. How you put it like that? Because that is what if you you live and die by the three, you're going to eventually, you know, falter by the three. So I agree with what you're saying, 100 percent with that. You know, and that's just kind of how they play. And with Howie Long and Tony Gonzalez really saying that is just like that's what this team thinks i hope they don't think that they could have another playoff run like that and be down double digits because it is some good competition going into these afc playoffs and i just hope that they don't think that they can run it back in that fast same here and i guess that's why i've been pissed off this whole ha- this last half of the season with this game because i'm like Man, you playing with fire, and one one of these days, fire's gonna catch your ass. Facts. And it was kind of like that. The remedy that you're talking about, it was kind of like that. It was like Pat was Steph Curry and Clay Thompson mixed together, but Pat was just shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes. They were rimming out. They were some was air balls, you know. But he found one. He got, he got hot at the right – I mean. He got – you might as well say get Pat – this is the comparison I'm going to have. I'm going to have the – you might as well say it, Pat was Steph Curry. Pat was really – nah. Pat was really four from 20 behind the arc. I'm going basketball numbers with this. But it's those four that he was able to drain that was really – the decide factor. You got to keep shooting, man. You got to keep shooting. And that's what I'm saying. It's like he made four critical three-pointers in that game Sunday. Yeah. Like I said, I just hope the play calling and the game plan is better than than what we got this past Sunday and it's actually like how it was when we got up for New Orleans, when we got up for um, Tampa Bay, when we got up for the Buffalo Bills and we got up for the Ravens. Exactly, exactly. That's the game I want. That's the game plan I want to see the Chiefs have offensively. Baltimore type game plan, Buffalo type game plan, and Tampa Bay type game plan. When them boys game plan like that, and you got to realize Clyde was not in the mix. See, that's another thing. Clyde was not in the mix during this ball game. So that makes a difference too. But, hmm. Hey, number one seed, locked up home field advantage, but there is some things that we got to do to, you know, keep keep this thing clicking. And I was just going to throw this in there real quick, something we can all chime in on real quick. As far as this game Sunday, which has been moved to 325, it's been flexed from 12 o'clock noon to 325 because they feel there's, there's too many other games playoff implicated going on at 12 noon, so they pushed the Chiefs and Chargers to Fox again, where it'll be on Fox, but it's at 325 kickoff, just to throw that out there. But I want to see the starters. I want to see the starters for this game a half at most, a quarter. I mean, a quarter or something. Not just, I don't think Andy's going to fully risk everybody. I think there's going to be some guys who does risk Sammy Watkins you will not see out there. Tyreek Hill, who was dealing with the hamstring during Sunday's game, you will not see out there. TK, you might see a little bit of TK. And Pat, you're going to see. I just – I say a half, and I'm good with a half. But if it's a quarter, if it's a quarter and a couple drives into the second, I'm good with that too. What's you guys take on as far as risking getting into these playoffs? I thought we was gonna wait on that, Lee. We oh, we wait on what that? you mean? Well, you done brought it. We, we thought, I thought we was gonna wait for the, thought so, so we can have content for the next show, but uh, we can talk about it. I mean, we're gonna find out. That's all I was we thinking. should. That's all I, I mean, who do they throw out there today? Usually, they run their uh, their media today. No, that's tomorrow. Right? I thought I thought one of y'all said they weren't I, playing anyway. No, I said that basically. Andy Reid was asked a question. And he said some people, like Lee said, some people will. Some, I mean, because it's fifty-three on the roster, um, 
And some people are going to have to play. Like, that offensive line should have to fucking play. Um, figure that shit out. Um, but I don't think your stars are going to necessarily play. I don't if I'll it was me, a, I'm going. I'm if it was, if it was my team, um, I'm going with the lead strategy. I'm pre, I'm training it like a preseason game. You may get one or two drives, and then I'm sitting your ass on you. you you're sitting next to me, but I just want to see. I just want to see you execute and go yeah. on a drive and score, and then feel good about that. I mean, all right, we ain't got to play this game no longer. Only. Yeah. I was just gonna say that. No, go ahead. And especially, and especially, and especially Pat. I think Pat has to get into a rhythm. If whether it's a whole quarter, whatever, I do think it'll be a Byron Pringle, uh, Dieter type of game. Because, like I said, Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill is not going to play. Um, they will have. TK out there. You, I agree with the offensive line. If if Le'Veon Bell is feeling okay, give him a couple of touches, but let Darrell and Darwin take over the bulk of it. And as far as defensively, if Damian Wilson is healthy, get, get some rust knocked off of him. Let him and Hitchens kind of, you know, um, you know, get out there. But as you know, as far as the defensive line guys. Chris Jones, he could get some plays or, you know, whatever, a quarter, but let Wharton and some of those other guys, Colin Saunders, get out there. So that's I agree I'm with you. I don't, I think he's going to sit him, though. I don't think he's going to see nothing. I wouldn't even put Honey Badger out there. Honey Badger, should, Honey Badger ain't got nothing to prove. Shit, put Juan Thornhill out there. Let him try, you know, uh, Armani Watts. Both see, see what they can do. You because anything can happen. Look at the little freak, look at the little freak accident that happened with Jared Goff. It just takes one little freak motion uh, or a guy's helmet, whatever, that you're practicing. That's why I said that's why I so think you're not gonna you see. To be honest with you, that you just said it right there. That's why they're not going to play right there. Uh, risk of injury right there. That, there you go. I don't think you're going to see Pat. I don't think you're going to see Travis uh, Kelsey. I don't think you're going to. No, I, I, I don't think so. No. What you think, Cal? I say a quarter and a half. I mean, sitting them three weeks straight is too long for me. I agree with that, too. Uh, I mean, maybe if they had a better – if they had a better perform performance in this last game, I wouldn't be tripping as much. But, right. Uh, no, they, they don't deserve – I mean, yeah, some players do deserve the rest and some don't. Uh, but I'll like, I say right. at least a quarter and a half, at least to see some productivity out this offense, to say the least, because they look terrible. Now, if they handle the business against Atlanta the way they should have, I would say rest, but three weeks and the way we looked at last game, no bueno. They need to play. Exactly. I agree with y'all, but I'm telling y'all, I don't think they are. But you never mm -hmm. know. Uh, I don't think Andy Reid's going to fucking tip his hand. He's going to play with that shit all week, so I don't know. I guess guess who's I guess see who comes out of the uh, comes out at uh, on the presser tomorrow. If it's Pat, then I think Pat will start it. If you see Chad Henney doing that press conference, uh, Pat's not playing, buddy. And we shall see. It's still early in the week. It's just yeah, but I'm talking about whoever they throw out there uh, for that media tomorrow. If it's not the starters, then uh, just just let it be known that the that the backups will be out there. All right, fellas, let's uh, go ahead and move into the pick seven lead segment. Uh, as he was telling me over the weekend, games are getting close. Lee, go ahead and chime in, buddy. Oh, man, just a recap of the pick segment here at Sports Talk KC for the week 16 action in the NFL. Boy, um, it started out. <laughs> Like I said, it, 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 it's slam pickings now. Cal, um, there were some games we went in different directions. Just to kind of recap some of the uh, more important games for our pick segment. 
Cincinnati was victorious over Houston. Me and Beach went with Houston. Cal went with Cincinnati. He was able to creep up a game against me and Beach in that one. Another one, Cal, he, he wanted to change his pick so bad in this game. Carolina was able to go into Washington and get the dub. He wanted to stick with Washington, but he said, you know what? I'm going to go with Carolina. And Carolina did him some justice in that game as well. Um, they were There were some shockers. Um, we all picked the Colts in a very critical AFC uh, playoff implicating game. But Pittsburgh was able to come back and beat the Colts. Um, that's why the, it was so big for the Chiefs to pull out of Sunday's win as well. Because if you lose that game, it ain't no ifs, ands, or buts. The starters would have had to play against the Chargers coming up Sunday to secure that number one seed. But we all picked the Colts and Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger came back. We all picked Cleveland to be victorious over the Jets, who picked up their second win of the year. Now, who would have thought? All that the Browns have to play for. Uh, yes, I know they were down pretty much their whole wide receiver core. Jarvis, Jarvis Landry was out, da-da-da-da-da. But Cleveland has a, had a lot to play for, and the Jets. Can I pick on that a little bit? Out. So, that was the, I know I didn't watch yeah, the game, but just from the stats, why is Baker throwing it 50-plus times, and you have Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt? Well, that's why they lost. That's why they trying lost. to throw itself out of a hole. Like Lee said, they was down the whole game. I don't give a fuck if they. I don't care if we don't have any wild outs and they're stacking the box. I'm still giving the ball <laughs> to fucking uh, Chris and, uh, and Nick Chubb. Well, okay, that's all I wanted to say. Moving it on along, a couple of more talkers. We all picked Philly in the NFC East battle that went on with Dallas in Jerry's world. Dallas pulled it on out, trugging on along for that NFC East title where it's going down to the last week 17 in that uh, division. So Dallas pulled that all pulled that out. We all picked Philly here at Sports Talk KC. Um the Rams in Seattle beat some Cowboys victorious in that game. I went with the Rams. The Rams did lose in that game. So that was a game that they, you know, that the fellas got over me. And uh, the Sunday night football thumper that we were all anticipating that turned out to be real good football weather, you know, and everything at Lambeau. Cal went with Tennessee. Green Bay stayed victorious. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, they didn't uh, discount double check. Did what they had to do, you know, um, and Green Bay was victorious over Tennessee in that game. So, uh, Cal, Cal, you know, me, I was saying it, you know, that was, you know, that was kind of a toss up, like with Cal going with Tennessee in that ball game, you know, and me and B sticking with Green Bay. I didn't know who was going to necessarily win that game. That was just a good heavyweight battle. And um, the Bills stayed with their winning ways. You know, Bills looking real good last night on Monday Night Football against New England. And Bill Belichick staying efficient. You know, Buffalo is really cooking. You know, um, that 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 that, that, that you got going on with Allen and Big, Singletary in that backfield, and that off the line. You know, Buffalo, Buffalo is really, really looking tough. So, um, yeah. Um, that kind of concludes it. You know, it's it's just tough with every um for the week for the sixteen games on the week. I went nine and seven, Beach went ten and six, and Cal was top dog at eleven and five for the week of picks. Everything is real slim here. We're all three games within each other. Yeah. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at one sixty-two, seventy-seven and one. Beat three games behind me at 159, 80, and one. Cal three games behind him at 156, 83, and one. So, week 17, 
here at Sports Talk KC. It's going to be a very interesting, interesting week of picking. It's the last week of picking for this pick segment. We have some picks for the playoffs, but our records is getting counted. Is getting counted for the regular season. So one more week stands. It's all slim pickings, fellas. Ooh, We're all yeah. just three games. It separates us here at Sports Talk KC, and that's kind of a touch up and a updated, updated uh, record of. Our standings and our picks here at Sports Talk KC for the picks. And I'm sorry, guys. I got to kind of cut it short. I got it's a run I got to make. But uh, you said we're three game, all three games within each other. Yeah, I'm three games up on Beats, and three and Beats is three games up on you. So is anybody's week? Anybody? Oh, this is exciting as fuck. Sports heads. <laughs> heads. I love this. This is a good ass segment, man. This this we gonna do more with this next year. Uh, I'll talk to the fellas outside the pod on that because I got some ideas. I have to ask for this, but uh, yeah, this this is good. I, I'm enjoying this. I'm very excited. Uh, I can't wait to see who takes it. Uh, but uh, like I said, I got to make it run. Sports head, sorry about this, but uh, that kind of concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I am your host, Cal. One of your hosts. Sorry, I'm not the host. I'm one of your hosts. It's three of us. Uh, cowboy, uh, fellas. Uh, oh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter as Cal Yah in the sports page. Sports KC page is active, people. So, feel free to ask us any questions or any suggestions. Please use that to interact with us. That's what it's there for. Sports heads, they can find me on all social media platforms at dbeats1492. That's D E B E A T S 1492. Um, and I just wanted to say thanks, Sports Heads, for uh, checking out the pod. If this is your first time, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, follow the podcast um, on the Sports Talk uh, Facebook page. And then also follow it on your um, respective um, streaming uh, service that you choose to uh, listen to us. And uh, give us a review if you can. And just uh, help us spread the word because we want to do this uh, full time. Um, Lee, if they checking for you, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me, Lee86 at Radham Jones on Facebook and Instagram and the Sports Talk KC page. Once again, um, you know, happy New Year's to everyone. You know, uh the new year is uh fastly coming, 2021. Hopefully it's a it'll be a whole lot better than 2020. But uh, you know, just thank you for the support, everyone listening. And keep on tapping in. We working and rolling, as I always say. And, you know, uh, thank you for the support from all angles, all family and friends. And let's I know rocking. Let's go, Chiefs. I know hey, you one more have shot. to go, but uh, all right. so all the games are Sunday, right? Okay, so are we yeah, doing a are we doing Sunday. a pod recording the pod New Year's Day? Uh, uh, it might be Saturday. If y'all want to do us, we do it Saturday since Friday is New Year's. So if y'all want to do it Saturday and then do our picks. Okay, I was just want to know because if not, true. I was just going to yeah. say, like you said, Happy New Year's to the uh, to the sports heads. That's all. Yeah, same to y'all. Happy New Year's. And one more little quick shout out before I get about it here. Uh, I need to give a big shout out, man, to, to somebody that's been supporting us, man, since day one, dog. And we're gonna have him on here. I'm trying to think we're gonna wait till I get the actual till we get the actual visual. But I want to give a shout out to Big Sauce Pan Drift, Big Ralph, the Big Sauce Daddy. What's going on with you, Ralph, man? Thanks for supporting us, bro. And uh look forward to seeing him on the show sports head because he's he's he always looks out uh with sharing uh the content and everything. So yep. I just wanted to shout, shout out to you, man. Big Ralph, South South. Yeah, we gonna have him on here. Like I said, if we we try to have him on here uh, this time for like a playoff game or something like that, or like you said, when the visual get popping. But yeah, oh Ralph, so Ralph is a big, big sauce. Supporter. Too much sauce. Too much sauce dripping. <laughs> but uh, we up out of here, y'all. We'll catch you. Uh, I guess Saturday.